ranking the Twins' top 10 prospects with estimated times of arrival as we get prepped for 2023 on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 4th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts on. The Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And this is Nash Walker. I've been writing about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com and their minor league system for four seasons, four off seasons. been hosting a daily show on the Minnesota Twins for three seasons, now four off seasons. And as I said, I've been covering this system for four years now, pretty daily, watching minor league games, following minor league games, reading scouting reports, keeping up on the draft, keeping up with everything in the Twins farm system as we uh, we look toward the future. Because like I said, there's no better thing in sports than a great rookie. And in baseball, it's hard to argue with a great prospect. Your mind goes to so many places. Who could this guy be? Are we looking at the next Babe Ruth in the twin system? And it's like you just you get excited about all these guys, right? You you dream on everybody. Here's my top 10 today. I have my top 10 twins prospects as we're into 2023. My list is probably different than yours. My list is probably different than Baseball America is different than MLB Pipeline, is different than Baseball Prospectus. My li- my list is my list, and that's I made it that way, uh, and I, I like it a lot. And I, I thought about this, and I think, I think it came out nicely. I really do. So we'll have the top 10 Twins prospects today going from 10 to 1. If you want to hear about Carlos Correa, the latest, that was last night, so you can go check out that episode wherever you get your podcasts uh, or on YouTube, wherever you get it, Spotify, YouTube. There's so many places you can go find Lockdown Twins. Let's get started with my top 10 Twins prospects as we enter 2023. Let's go. My number 10 prospect is a friend of the show. Matt Cantorino is number 10 on my list. If Matt was healthy in 2022, I think he would have debuted for the Twins. And here's why. In three seasons in the minors for the Twins, Matt Cantorino has thrown 85 innings and has a 148 ERA. 148 ERA with 130 strikeouts in 85 innings. So dominant in the minor leagues. Matt Cantorino out of Rice. We had a long episode with him probably a year ago in February, so maybe 10 months ago. We had a long episode with him, and he's great, and he's a great young pitcher. Unfortunately, elbow blew out. Tommy John surgery wiped away his, his 2022 season pretty much for the most part. He threw 37 innings in 2022 and was great 195 ERA with a 183 ERA in Wichita in 34 and a third with 50 strikeouts that's a double a we're not talking about some rookie ball pitcher striking out 13 per nine in rookie ball Matt Cantorino struck out 13 per nine with a 183 ERA at double a against some of the best prospects in the world that's his stuff is is electric I think when he comes back he's likely looking at a bullpen role but the reason he's a top 10 prospect for me even knowing that or thinking that, I don't know that, is because his stuff is electric. I think he's going to play up as a high leverage, late inning reliever for the Twins, uh, maybe as soon as the end of, of 2023, hopefully, or the beginning of 2024. I, I love Matt Cantorino for the Twins. 
electric, electric arms. Electric arm, maybe both. I don't know. Arms, electric arms. But Mac Intrino is my number 10 prospect for the Twins. Another electric arm drafted last year. Connor Prelip, the lefty out of Alabama. Some scouts were projecting him as a top 10 pick. Then he blew out his elbow, didn't pitch at Alabama last year, and entered the draft anyway. Twins got him in the second round. Looks like it could be potentially a steal of Connor Prelip. Slider, everything you hear about is slider from the left side. Disgusting. Like 65, 70 grade slider. Fastball, low to mid-90s before surgery. was a little rusty coming out, I think, in uh, – pre-draft workouts was a little bit rusty but that's expected after after the surgery on his elbow counter prelip big time upside one of the only lefties left in the system for the twins so he's number nine we'll be really excited to see him he's a little bit higher in some other lists but i want to see him pitch in the minors uh before i move him up but certainly the potential is there for counter prelip number eight austin martin and maybe he's higher for me or lower, I would I would say than others. Like I, I think plenty of publications and people have him outside of their Twins top ten or even outside of their Twins top fifteen. I still think Austin Martin's going to provide enough value to be a solid major leaguer. I think he's going to bounce around and play a bunch of different positions. I think he's going to be plus in the outfield, in left field, maybe average in center. You know, can play third. He's going to be below average at short. We'll play some second. I think he's going to play everywhere. When he reaches the majors, there's value in that. And then his on-base ability, I think, should transfer a decent amount to the major leagues. Who do I ultimately think he's going to be? I don't know what he looks like in his best year, but I would guess you're looking at a two, two-and-a-half win player who bounces around, steals bags, gets on base, not going to hit for much power, but hits for a decent average, gets on, draws walks, gets hit by a lot of pitches, and is you know maybe a 10th man off the bench. In his best case scenario, he's a starter, but I think you're looking at a 10th man off the bench. And for some people, you know, that's maybe a little too hopeful on Austin Martin based on the season. He just had a double A, but he destroyed the Arizona Fall League. He was a top five pick for the Blue Jays. I don't think he's I don't think he's that guy we thought their twins were getting at the deadline when they traded Jose Brios. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna add power and he's gonna become a top 10 prospect in baseball. I think that ship has sailed. But he's still young, and Nick Nelson, we had Nick on a couple weeks ago, he picked Austin Martin as his his kind of breakout in the system for 2023. I like that pick, and I think Austin Martin is the eighth best prospect in the twin system. My top seven coming at you after this word from betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball, we've got it all. Hockey even at betonline.net. You've already listened to Lockdown Twins or you are listening to Lockdown Twins. If you're going to go listen to Lockdown MLB Prospects, check that out. Go listen to Lockdown MLB with Sully. But if you've, you've listened to all those, uh, those podcasts already, you can find more at BetOnline. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts again. If you love podcasts, stats, news, info, analysis, anything you're looking for on a very easy to use platform, sleek, good design, great website, betonline.net. It is truly where the game starts. Head on over to betonline.net on your mobile device or desktop today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep 
on the MLB Stars of Tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm talking Twins prospects today. Lindsay talks about everybody, including the Twins. Number seven on my list is David Festa out of Seton Hall, the 399th pick in the 2021 draft. That draft, we're going to look back and, and we're going to remember the 2021 draft because the Twins took Chase Petty, Christian Encarnacion Strand, Cade Povich, David Festa, a lot of guys coming out of that draft. Festa in the 13th round, 13th round, but he was a breakout in the minors in his in his uh, second season for the Twins. Cedar Rapids, 271 ERA. Fort Myers, 150 ERA. Overall in over 100 innings, 243 ERA, 108 strikeouts, 34 walks for the right-handed Festa. I love these stories, like 399th pick. That's that's pretty absurd. And he gained a bunch of velocity. He's slight in frame, but put on a bunch of velocity with his fastball. He's now mid-90s with it. Good changeup, you know, potentially three good pitches. And he's got a lot of growing to do. Like, there's a lot of growing in front of him. He's 22 years old, and he was born in March of 2000, a month before me. He's 22. A lot of room to grow. I got a lot of room to grow. So does David Festa, and I think he will. Uh, he is seventh in my top 10 Twins prospect list. I really like David Festa. I have a couple more starting pitching prospects ahead of him. So he would be my third best pitching prospect in the system. Connor Prelip would then be fourth by definition of my top 10. My number six Twins prospect is, I think, the biggest breakout of 2022 and one of the biggest breakouts of 2021 that would be mr eddie julian julian played his all his games in wichita 113 of them hit 300 on the dot with a 441 on base percentage he slugged 490 that's an ops at 931 17 home runs 67 runs driven and 19 doubles in 508 plate appearances left-handed hitter doesn't really hit left-handed pitching probably looking at a somewhat of a platoon bat in the majors but i think this dude is gonna hit righties hard in the major leagues and there's nothing wrong with that you know if you have to shield them a little bit against lefties that's okay but against right-handed pitching in 2022 this is at double a he hit 332 with an ops at 1031 edward julian has hit legitimately everywhere he's gone at auburn i'm gonna read you off his ops numbers throughout his career now at auburn in 2018, 954 OPS. At Auburn in 2019, 841 OPS. 20, or 2019 in the Cape, 988 OPS. 2021 in the Twin System, 914 OPS. 2022 in the Twin System, 931 OPS. Oh, and then he went to the Arizona Fall League this year, hit 400 with an OPS at 1248. Edward Julian, he just hits everywhere. So what's the catch? Well, the platoon, that part of it. And where is he going to play? Already written up as a below average second baseman. And that's like the one spot he's played. Like he plays some left. He's bounced around. They're trying to find a home for him. But like second base is kind of the thought for him. And he's already seen as a below, below average second baseman defensively, which anytime that's the case, like that's kind of scary, right? That's scary for a prospect. You're already saying, oh, this guy's a likely DH. I'll hold out hope that that's not true, that the Twins will find ways to help him improve wherever they view his long-term home. But Edward Julian can hit, and he can hit the ball hard, and he can especially hit right-handed pitching. Has all of the things we're looking for. He's hit for a high average. He gets on base. He draws walks. He doesn't strike out too much. You know, that's something to monitor, 24 25% strikeout rate. Hits home runs, hits for power, and all around 
as a hitter looks to be a special prospect. So he's number six on my list. That would make him the fourth best position player in the system. My number five is Louis Varlin. Louis Varlin, I pick as a I picked as a Twins breakout uh, earlier this week or late last week. I really like Louis for 2023. What he did in the minors, back to back minor league pitcher of the year. The jumpy fastball, the good extension, the velocity, the pace, the development, how he's already developed to this point. And he's from St. Paul, Minnesota. He's a fellow Minnesotan, so we love that. I love him as a prospect still. I think Louis is going to have a Joe Ryan type of, of a 2023 season. And I've, I've made this clear many times. It's, it's good to develop mid-rotation arms. Like if you can pump out threes, fours, and fives, that's going to help you a ton. And the Twins have shown an unwillingness, this front office, to go sign that frontline starter, or they can't, they haven't acquired a frontline starter in that way, like a true number one. They've acquired some frontline starters in my eyes. Sonny Gray, I think Tyler Malley has frontline characteristics. They haven't acquired like a true number one, but when you're able to develop a Joe Ryan, they didn't really develop Joe Ryan. He developed with Tampa, but you're, you're developing him further at the major league level. A Joe Ryan, Louis Varlin, Bailey Ober, if those guys develop into mid rotation starters, Simeon Woods Richardson, you have a baseline to work with. You have a floor to work with, and it gives you an opportunity then to, to try to fill that one hole, and then you have a real rotation. It's much harder to fill a whole rotation with five starters. You need to have some internal development of good starting pitchers. I think Louis Varlin's next in line as that guy. Marco Raya is my number four prospect for the Twins, and that would make him my number one pitching prospect in the system. Marco also a friend of the show, right-handed pitcher out of Laredo. We had him on right after the draft for Fort Myers. This year was limited in his innings because of some injury problems, but limiting his innings, he's getting stronger. This offseason. has already gained weight. He told us that on the show, like he's getting, he's getting beefier, but even at, you know, five or he's listed at six, one, one seventy, still good fastball, strong fastball velocity or you know, 95, 96. He can hump it up there. 97. He throws gas. Nasty slider, potential four-pitch mix for Marco Raya, and I also love his demeanor. I love his demeanor as a pitcher. I think Marco Raya is the best pitching prospect in the system. You're going to see him pitch most likely a lot of his innings at Cedar Rapids for the Colonels. For Fort Myers, had a 3.05 ERA, struck out over 10 per nine in 65 innings at his age 19 season. He's 20 years old. He'll be 21 next August and is already putting up the numbers at low A. I really like him for 2023. And I think he's the best pitching prospect in the twin system. I would, I would rate him as the best and he's top four on my list. Baseball America's written a lot about Marco Raya. They are bullish on him. And I think after this year, he's going to be a top 100 prospect in baseball because when he puts on the strength, I think there's going to be even more velo sustained velo deeper into starts. He's they're going to let him go a little bit longer. I, I think Marco Raya is going to have a big time year in Cedar Rapids and hopefully then in Wichita and maybe even in St. Paul, if it really goes well, number three on my list, Erod Emmanuel Rodriguez, who was dynamite dynamite for the Fort Myers, mighty muscles last year in a limited sample because he hurt his knee, but 19 years old, man, he drew walks. He hit for power outfield prospects signed out of the Dominican by the twins in 2019. I want to say for, I think two and a half million dollars, but he had a massive breakout and he's already a top 100 prospect at MLB pipeline. If you're looking for a guy in the system beyond, you know, Royce Lewis, who has the highest upside, I think it's, it's Emmanuel Rodriguez. He hit 272 in 47 games, 493 on base percentage, 
slugged 552 for Fort Myers. That's an OPS at 1044. Stole 11 bases and 16 tries, but walked 57 times compared to 52 strikeouts in 199 plate appearances. Erod, I'm so excited to watch him play in 2023. I think his upside is immense. He may stick in center. He may not. He's 5'10", 210, but like I said, 19 years old. He's going to get bigger. And uh, Emmanuel Rodriguez, man, I'm on the choo-choo hype train. I think he's going to be a top 10 prospect in baseball. It's a bold prediction I have. Top 10 prospect in baseball, Erod, after 2023. My top two, number one is a familiar character. Number two, familiar character from the 2022 draft. Brooks Lee, eighth overall pick in the 2022 draft. People ask me, so it is Royce Lewis and Brooks Lee. That's one, two in that order. And you can have Brooks Lee one. I would understand. A lot of people do. A lot of publications do. I'm still a huge believer in Royce Lewis. And I'm a believer in Brooks Lee as well. But people ask me, I got this question. What's the difference? So if we're describing these two, what's the difference between Royce Lewis and Brooks Lee? Well, they're both shortstop prospects, shortstop prospects. And I think for Lee, it's more of a quotation. I think he's going to end up at third base. Royce Lewis, they still believe can be a shortstop. I do too. But the difference between these two, Brooks Lee is a switch hitter. I wouldn't say like bigger and stronger, but maybe less side to side agility than Royce Lewis, who's who's more of your prototypical shortstop, I think, than Brooks Lee. Brooks Lee's a he's I think bigger in a sense that he's gonna move over to third. But with that being said, Royce Lewis more raw power, I think. In the majors, Royce, the best outcome for Royce Lewis is he's your everyday shortstop plays at least an average shortstop defensively. And at the plate, he's hitting 260, 270 with 30-plus home run power, drawing some walks. He's hitting fourth in your lineup for huge power and playing short every day as, like, the face of the team, team leader, along with Byron Buxton. That's your best outcome for Royce Lewis. That's a five-win player. That that set is a five-win player. Brooks Lee, on the other hand, his best outcome, I think, yes, is as a shortstop, but I don't think he's going to be a shortstop. It's an everyday third baseman. Switch hitter, you know, evenish platoon splits. He has more power from the left side now, but evenish platoon splits. He's hitting closer to 300 with a higher on base percentage, but less power than Royce Lewis, like 15 to 20 home run power. Good defense at third. There's your five win version of Brooks Lee. Your five win version of Royce Lewis is a lot more explosive. He's stealing bags, he's hitting homers, he's playing a premium position at short. Your five win version of Brooks Lee. He's playing third, but he's hitting for a higher average. He's getting on base more and maybe all around as a player different than Royce Lewis. And the the shape of that looks different. I think these two differ in that way. The reason I have Royce Lewis number one is because I believe more so than what he showed with the twins. But if you combine the two things, that's why I have a number one. The biggest thing I saw was he made legitimate adjustments to his swing. He made legitimate adjustments after the ACL tear hit 313 OBP at 405 slugged 534 for a 940 OPS for the Saints last year and that is almost as important as his little 40 plate appearance stretch with the Twins but he showed I think both places what we've been waiting to see for a long time and that's why there was so much excitement and so much anger when they sent him down right when Correa came back from the from the finger injury they sent Royce Lewis back down and it was like why why would you send him back down this dude is the future because he looks like the future. And when those things click, when you're watching and you're like, this is someone I've heard about for a long time, you hear about his talent, you hear about the makeup and who he is, and 
you hear about it and then you see it click. You see it click and it's, wow, he's here. And this is what we've been hearing about. This right here, this guy. That's why I'm so excited about him still. Um, even though this is going to be back-to-back ACL surgeries, I'm very anxious to see how he comes back in the middle of the summer. So the twin system overall, you'll read like it's an average system. I think that's true, but I think it, it's too simplistic to say it's an average system because a lot of their prospects are volatile prospects. Royce Lewis is a volatile prospect. By definition, back-to-back ACL surgeries and was already you know, an athlete, agility, you know, speed-based player. Yes, that's that's high volatility. Emmanuel Rodriguez is 19 years old at low A, and he's I have him as the third best prospect in the system. A lot of outcomes there for Erod. One of them could be superstar, but one of them could be never makes it to double A. Like th- those things, the broad range of outcomes for those two. And then beyond that, like even Marco Raya, 20 years old, right? We don't know. Louis Varlin has, has more, you feel like you know a little bit more, like at worst, he's probably a six starter or a swingman starter in the like in the AAA, bounces up to the majors, bounces back. You feel like that at worst. Like he'll at least be, a, he'll pitch in the majors. You don't know with Luis Rodriguez, Raya, David Festa, who just moved up to high A. You know, Matt Cantorino's now had Tommy John surgery, elbow problems in multiple seasons. Connor Prelip, elbow surgery, high upside. Austin Martin, we don't know. We don't know. The range of outcomes for a lot of these guys is is broad and wide. And that's why overall, if you look at it in a simplistic way, you would say, okay, it's an average system because he could be anybody. He could be anybody. He could be anybody. My guess is some of them will click. Some of them will not. But the key is who clicks. If Royce Lewis clicks, yes, franchise player. If Royce Lewis clicks. If Emmanuel Rodriguez clicks, top 10 prospect, I think, in baseball, right? I think if Louis Varlin clicks, he's a mid-rotation starter. That's the difference. It's ceiling and floor, ceiling and floor. I would say the twin system has high upside, and usually it's a deeper system. I still think it's a deep system because they're able to develop guys and, and add power mostly, and in 2021, you saw them add value. Christian Encarnacion Strand, Cade Povich, they added that value, and then they were able to trade those guys you don't want to trade all your prospects you develop, but they've shown an ability to in the 10 to 20 range or even the 10 to 30 range of their prospect list, they're able to build up that value. Spencer Steer is another example of that. And for that reason, I think it, it is deep. I also think the top 10 could go in a million different directions, a million different directions. We're going to find out a lot about them in 2023, 2024, 2025. I think it's a, a strong system in in this way. You do have those higher volatility guys, but you they're mixed in with higher floors. Brooks Lee, I view as having a higher floor, I think. I view Louis Varlin, like I said, as having a higher floor. I think Edward Julian, worst case scenario, who's a platoon, left-handed hitter, starts against righties, DH slash second baseman. That's not great roster utility at all. I'm not saying that's a good outcome for him. I think he's going to hit in the majors. I think Austin Martin will find his way to the majors, although we're not quite sure what that's going to look like or when that's going to be. We'll have ETAs. I know I said we'll have ETAs. I'll just go down my top 10. Royce Lewis ETAs is this year. Brooks Lee, I think second half of this year, don't be surprised if he's up. Emmanuel Rodriguez, late 2024, early 2025. Marco Raya, kind of same timetable as Rodriguez. He's a year older, but look at look at it the same way. Louis Varlin's going to pitch a lot for the Twins this year. Edward Julian is going to play for the Twins this year. I'm, I'm certain of that. I think he's going to start in St. Paul. And he'll make his way up to the Twins when they need him or he's crushing. 
David Festa, mid-2024 would be great. Like, throw a lot of innings for Cedar Rapids then in Wichita in 2023, make his way to St. Paul in 2024, and then be an arm ready in 2024. Austin Martin, maybe this year, maybe 2023, if he has a strong half in St. Paul or Wichita or wherever they start him out. Connor Prelip, got to just see him first. I think that that one is could be any time, late 2024, early 2025. And then Matt Cantorino comes back from Tommy John, I would say, early to mid 2024 for Matt Cantorino. So those are my ETAs. That's my top 10. Let me know what you think in the comments. If you want to give me your top 10, feel free to do so in the comments on YouTube, or you can send me a tweet or send me a DM at NashWalker9, at Twins, whatever you feel comfortable doing. If not, I'm glad you watch. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Locked on MLB prospects. Make them your second list, and it's host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much tomorrow. Matt Brown's coming on to talk twins. little update on the offseason, his view of how things have gone, all of that coming up on Thursday. Thanks so much. Have a great day, and as always, go twins.